KMTT, Thursday, Kaf Chet Elul, it's almost Rosh Hashanah, today's shiur is another installment in the series by Harav Khan on Hilchot Yomim Noraim, today's shiur, last step in getting ready for Rosh Hashanah, there will be no shiur tomorrow, uh, Friday, there will no Erev Shabbat program, Erev Rosh Hashanah is already too much for us to get ready, we'll be back next week on Salm Gedalia on Monday with our regular week of programming. Shabbat Shalom, and now Harav Khan. The Gemara at the end of the first parak of Brachos, on Daf Yud Beis Ben Beis, 12b, says as follows. The Amar Rabba Brachinina Saba Mishmei Darav Kol Hashana Kula Adam Mitpalel HaKel HaKadosh Melech Hoevs Takom Mishpat חוץ מעשרה ימים שבין ראש השנה ויום הכיפורים, שמתפלל המלך הקדוש והמלך המשפט. רבי אלעזר אמר, אפילו אמר הקל הקדוש, יצא. According to Rav, one should say, המלך הקדוש and המלך המשפט during עשרת ימי תשובה. While in the, in the rest of the year, one says, הקל הקדוש and מלך אוהב צדקה ומשפט. While Rabbi Lazar says that if one made a mistake and recited said Akel Hakadosh instead of Hamelach Hakadosh during our Sayyid Meitshuvah, Yatzai fulfilled his requirement. The simple reading of the Machlokas Rav and Rabbi Lazar is that they both agree that Lechatchila, that is preferable to say Hamelach Hakadosh and Melach Hamishpat during our Sayyid Meitshuvah. The question is B'diavad, if one made a mistake. And instead of HaMelech HaKadosh, and instead of Melech HaMishpat, said HaKel HaKadosh, or Melech HaHevz HaKadosh, did he fulfill his requirement or not? Rav Lezer says explicitly that if one said HaKel HaKadosh instead of HaMelech HaKadosh during Aseret Yimei Tshuvah, he fulfilled his requirement. From here, we can perhaps derive that Rav may have rejected that psak and claimed that if one did not say HaMelech HaKadosh, one did not fulfill his requirement. In order to support his position, Rabbi Lezer quoted a Pasuk, Shenemar In order to show that during our Sayyid Meitshuvah, if one said HaKel HaKadosh instead of the preferable form of HaMelech HaKadosh, nevertheless he fulfills his requirement, Rabbi Lezer quoted a Pasuk, it says, When is the time frame in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits in judgment? These are the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This is Aseret Yimei Tshuva. And the Pasuk finishes off, so you see that during our Seret Meitshuvah, which is the time frame for Vayibba Hashem Tzvakot Mishpat, nevertheless, we can relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as HaKel HaKadosh and not necessarily as HaMelech HaKadosh. The Gemara continues, My Hava Allah, what's the Psaq Halacha? Am Rav Yosef, HaKel HaKadosh, Umelech Oitz Tzvakot Mishpat. Rabba Amar Hamelech Hakadosh Vahamelech Hamishpat Vehilchata Kirabba. 
the Gemara wants to know what's the conclusion, and it quotes Machlokes between Rav Yosef and Rabbah. According to Rav Yosef, Hakela Kadosh Umelech Ohevsa Kaumishpat. While Rabbah said Hamelech Hakadosh Vamelech Hamishpat. The simple reading of the concluding section of the Gemara is that Rav Yosef and Rabbah are arguing whether it's preferable at all to say Hamelech Hakadosh. Rabbah says one should say Hamelech Hakadosh, while Rav Yosef says that it's a, that one should say Hakela Kadosh. This reading of the Gemara will obviously create a certain difficulty. After all, there's a certain disconnect between the beginning of the Gemara, which we interpreted as Rabbah and Ra- Rabbah and Rav. I'm sorry, as uh, yes, Rabbah and Rav both agreeing. I'm sorry, Rabbi Lazar and Rav both agreeing that it's preferable to say Amelach Hakadosh, and they only disagree on what happens if one made a mistake and instead of Hamelach Hakadosh he said Akelach Hakadosh. Rav insists that one must say Amelach Hakadosh and the tefillah is disqualified. Well, according to Rabbi Lazar, he fulfills his requirement and he doesn't have to repeat the entire tefillah. While the concluding section of the Gemara, there's an argument between between Rabbah and between Rav Yosef whether it's pre- preferable to say Amelach Hakadosh at all. Rav Yosef says there's no need to say Amelach Hakadosh. You should say Akelach Hakadosh and Melech Mishpat. There should be no distinction at all between Aseret Meitzuva and between the rest of the year. What Rabbah says one should say Hamelach Hakadosh and Hamelach Hamishpat. The 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 Gemara concludes that one should say Hamelach Hakadosh and Hamelach Hamishpat, but because of the tension between the beginning of the Gemara and the end of the Gemara. Uh, the Rishonim argued as to what exactly the conclusion of Hilchata Kiraba entails. Some Rishonim tried to fit the conclusion of the Gemara into the beginning of the Gemara. In other words, Rav Yosef and Rabbah don't argue whether it's preferable to say Hamelch HaKadosh, but rather they both agree that it's preferable. When Rav Yosef says HaKel HaKadosh, it means that if one made a mistake and said HaKel HaKadosh, he fulfilled his requirement. In other words, Rav and, Rab and, and, and Rav Yosef are exactly parallel to Rav and Rav Lezer. Everybody agrees that it's preferable to say HaMel HaKadosh. Rav Lezer says that if one made a mistake and said HaKel HaKadosh, he fulfills his requirement. Rabbi said, no, that's exactly, my Hava Allah, that's exactly the Machlokas Rav Yosef and Rabbah. When my Hava Allah, Rav Yosef, Amar HaKel HaKadosh, he's not saying that one should say HaKel HaKadosh, but rather if one said HaKel HaKadosh, it's sufficient. While Rabbi said, HaMelech HaKadosh, one must say HaMelech HaKadosh, and if one made a mistake and said HaKel HaKadosh, his tefillah is disqualified. According to this, the conclusion of the Gemara of Hilchat is a clear-cut statement that one must say HaMelech HaKadosh, and if one made a mistake, then one's tefillah is disqualified, and he has to repeat the Shemona Esrei, and properly conclude the bracha HaMelech HaKadosh and HaMelech HaMishpat. On the other hand, there are some Rishonim, the Baal HaMa'or in the Sugya, the Ra'avya, who claim that the conclusion of the Gemara is not that one must say HaMelech HaKadosh, and if one deviated and made a mistake and said HaKel HaKadosh, he did not fulfill his, re- his requirement, but rather, Rabbi is saying one should say HaMelech HaKadosh, but if one made a mistake, it's very, very possible that we adopt the Psaq of Rabbi Lazar. Rav Yosef 
was claiming that one need not say Hamelech HaKadosh at all. Perhaps one is not allowed to say Hamelech HaKadosh. One should say Akel HaKadosh. Melech HaKadosh. While Rabbah says that one should say Hamelech HaKadosh Hamelech HaMishpat. But in no way in Rabbah's statement do we see that one must say Hamelech HaKadosh and Hamelech HaMishpat. And according to this reading, apparently the conclusion of the Gemara is not a direct um, continuation of the beginning of the Gemara, but rather the Gemara said, "My Allah, we have a machlokes between Rav Lezer and Rav whether one must or one should say Hamelcha Kadosh." My Allah, what do we think about this whole issue? Is it necessary at all to say Hamelcha Kadosh? Is it at all preferable? And regarding that question, the Gemara brings Rav Yosef and Rabbah who argue whether it's necessary at all or preferable at all to say Hamelcha Kadosh. Rav Yosef says no. Rabbah says yes. V'hilchasa Kirabah that one should preferably say Hamelcha Kadosh. But if one made a mistake, there's no indication in Rabbah that one is not does not fulfill his requirement, and therefore these Rishonim conclude that in effect one did fulfill his requirement. There's a third opinion of Tamidi Rabbeinu Yonah that make a distinction between HaMelech HaKadosh and HaMelech HaMishpat. Regarding HaMelech HaKadosh, if one made a mistake and said HaKel HaKadosh, one did not fulfill his requirement. However, regarding HaMelech HaMishpat, if one made a mistake and instead of saying HaMelech HaMishpat, he said Melech HaMishpat, then he did fulfill his requirement. So in conclusion, we have three different positions among the Rishonim. According to most Rishonim, if one said Hamelech Hakadosh, if one instead of saying Hamelech Hakadosh said Akel Hakadosh or Melech Mishpat, he was not Yotze. He did not fulfill his requirement. One must say Hamelech Hakadosh and Hamelech Mishpat. According to other Rishonim, it might be preferable to say Hamelech Hakadosh and Hamelech Mishpat, but if one made a mistake, one did fulfill his requirement. Well, according to Rabbeinu Yonah, there's a distinction between HaMelech HaKadosh and HaMelech HaMishpat. If one said HaKel HaKadosh instead of HaMelech HaKadosh, he did not fulfill his requirement. However, if one said Melech HaMishpat instead of HaMelech HaMishpat, he did fulfill his requirement. L'halacha, we pass in the Ramah, in Simon Kuf Yudches, passes like Rabbeinu Yonah, that if one made a mistake and said HaKel HaKadosh instead of HaMelech HaKadosh, then his tefillah is disqualified and he has to daven again. However, if one said Melech HaMishpat instead of HaMelech HaMishpat, then one fulfilled his requirement and he doesn't have to repeat the tefillah. This psak is only according to the girsa that one says normally Melech HaMishpat. There was another girsa that the chasimah of that bracha is According to that, everybody agrees that he has to repeat, and the dinner of Rabbeinu Yonah doesn't apply. In any case, we saw the three different shitot among the Rishonim. One shita that any deviance from the special editions of Aser Shmei apparently disqualify the tefillah and forces one to repeat the entire Shmona Esrei. The other shita that deviating from the special form of Aser Shmei is, is, not, is, is not what one should do, but if one did it, then it does not disqualify the tefillah and he does not have to repeat. While Rabbeinu Yonah, who distinguished between Akel HaKadosh, which requires repetition, and Melech Hoitz which does not require repetition. 
What, what I would like to do is to try to analyze and understand what are the conceptual, conceptual understandings of the various different Rishonim that led to these three different positions. Let's begin with the position of the Rav Yah and the Baal Or. The Rav Yah, in order to try to prove his position, quotes the Gemara in Shabbos. The Gemara in Shabbos on 24a, Chav Dalid Amir Aleph, says as follows. The Tan Rav Oshia, Yalim Sheyeshpen Kobar Musaf, Kigong Rosh Chodesh, Cholos Shamoed, Arvit Veshachritu Minchamit Palas, Mona Esse Vaomer Meina Maora Baavoda. On days which have a Kobar Musaf, for instance, Rosh Chodesh, Cholamoed, when he davens Arvit Shachus and Mincha, then he has to mention Meina Maora, which we say in Yalav Yavo, he has to say it within the Bracha of Avoda, that's the Bracha of Ritzei. If he didn't say Yalav Yavo, then he has to repeat the Shemona Esrei. The Ein Bem Kedushalakos, these days they don't have Kedushalakos, only on Yom Tov or Shabbos they have Kedushalakos. The Yeshbem Haskar Bechas Amazon. And when you say Bechas Amazon, you also have to say Yalav Yavo. But Yam She'ein Bem Kaban Musaf, on days which do not have a Kaban Musaf, on those days, you say, Me'in ha'ma'ora in Shomeat Fila, and if you made a mistake, you don't have to repeat. Exactly what days this is referring to is not our issue right now. But let, let me give you an example. On Cholamoid, on Rosh Chodesh, which are days which you have a Karban Musaf, you have to say, Me'in ha'ma'ora, you have to mention the unique character of the day within the context of Yalav Yavo. If one neglected to say Yalav Yavo, then one has to repeat the Shmon Esrei, under most circumstances. On the other hand, let's take Chanukah Opurim. Chanukah Opurim are, 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 are days which have, are important, and one has to say, Alanisim. There is some special uh, recitation that one has, that's reserved for Chanukah and Purim. On the other hand, it's not said in the Bracha of the Avodah, but in this particular context, it's said in Hodah. And if one neglected to say Alanisim, then it doesn't nullify his tefillah, and he doesn't have, and he doesn't have to repeat. What's the idea behind this shita? Apparently, when one is discussing a day which uh, within which one says tefillah smosif, the tefillah smosif is an indicator that that day has a special kedusha sayom and has a special sanctified quality about it. And since it's not a regular standard day, but it's a day which has Kedushat Hayom, a day which has a special sanctity, the day itself is Kadosh, therefore the din of Kol Yom V'Yom Tein Lo Me'en Berchotav, the Pasuk says, Baruch Hashem Yom Yom. From here we learn that Kol Yom V'Yom Tein Lo Me'en Berchotav, that every day that's a special day, you have to say something unique to that particular day. So if you're talking about a day that has a special, unique, halachic, requi- halachic uh, is defined halachically as being a day of Kedusha Sayom, so the necessity to somehow indicate the uniqueness of that day within the context of tefillah is a very, very basic one. And if one neglected to say Yalav Yavo on those days, then there was something missing in his tefillah. And therefore, if one did not mention or recite Yalav Yavo, he has to repeat the tefillah. In other words, the importance of somehow indicating 
that this day is a unique day is so important that if one neglected to indicate that it's a unique day, then one has to repeat the entire Shemona Esrei. However, claims the Rav Yav, based on the Gemara in Shabbos, this is only regarding days that have Kedushat Hayom. Chanukah and Purim are wonderful days, wonderful Nisim happened. And therefore, certainly we should find some way of thanking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for those wonderful things that happened. But nevertheless, if one did not did not indicate what's unique about Purim, what's unique about Hanukkah, one is not forced to repeat the entire tefillah. Why is this so? Because Hanukkah and Purim lack Kedushat Hayom. They're not days on which the Torah demands that one bring a Kav Musaf. They don't have Kedushat Hayom. As far as the day is concerned, it's a regular routine day. It's a day in which a great miracle happened. But as far as the Kedusha of the day is concerned, it's a regular Yom Shalchol. And therefore, the tefillah does not have to contain within it an indication of the special, unique element of Kedusha which exists on that day. If so, the Rav Yah claims the same is true regarding Aseret Yimei Tshuvah. Aseret Tshuvah, aside from Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, are not days that have a unique quality of Kedusha Tayom. As far as the day is concerned, it's a regular Yom Shalchol. It's a mundane weekday. Yes, it comes at a certain period within the year which has special unique qualities. However, as far as the day is concerned, it's a regular weekday. It's a regular Yom Shalchol. And therefore, even though there are certain things which we'd like to add in order to somehow express the uniqueness of the period, the fact that it's days in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Omed, Al Kisei Malchuto, Vishofet Et He's sitting on His seat of judgment, on His throne, and He's passing judgment on the entire world. And therefore we talk about Malchus, and we talk about Mishpat. Nevertheless, if one neglects to indicate those unique qualities of Asar Yismei Tshuva, he is not forced to repeat the entire tefillah. Let us formulate the position of the Rav Yab using a different frame of reference. Is Are those additions, HaMelech HaKadosh and HaMelech HaMishpat, are they an integral part of the tefillah? Or are they something external that has to be added? The Rav Yah claims that additions which one adds on days which have Kedusha Sayom become an integral part of the tefillah and therefore if they were left out the tefillah no longer is the tefillah which, which expresses the Kedusha of that day and therefore the tefillah is nullified. However, on days which lack Kedusha Sayom the additions are an external addition. If one did not add those unique qualities, the tefillah is nevertheless a kosher tefillah. The tefillah is a perfectly valid tefillah. And therefore, it was just something external that one left out, which does not disqualify the tefillah. On Hanukkah and Purim, the addition of al is something external, which one adds to the tefillah. One daven is a regular normal tefillah, and within the context of the Berchel Sada, a bracha which is reserved for saying thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we also add thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the nisim of Hanukkah, for the, for, uh, of Hanukkah and of Purim. However, if one left that out, he in no way negatively affected the tefillah per se. It's an external addition. However, the tefillah was a perfectly good tefillah. If you left out al nisim, the tefillah is fine. But if one left out Yalav Yavo 
on Rosh Chodesh or on Cholamoid, then he left out something which is intrinsic to the Tefillah of Rosh Chodesh. The Tefillah of Rosh Chodesh must somehow indicate that we're dealing not with a normal day, but we're dealing with the day of Kedusha. If that indication is lacking, the Tefillah no longer corresponds to the Kedusha which exists on that day. And since the Tefillah is no longer compatible with that Kedusha, it's a disqualified Tefillah. The Yalav integrates into the Tefillah and it uplifts, uplifts the Tefillah in order to make it compatible with the Kedusha of that particular day. Taking this model, when we ask ourselves, what about Aseris Mechuva? Is it the model of Kedusha Sayom in which the additions are integrated into the Tefillah and have, make the Tefillah compatible to days of Kedusha? Or is it similar to the model of Hanukkah and Purim, where the additions are external? However, the Tefillah, the basic Tefillah, is the same as every Yom Shachol. L'cha'ora, we would have to come to the conclusion of the Rav that basically the Tefillah is the same exact Tefillah. However, in an optimal situation, we should make reference to Malchus, we should make reference to Mishpat, and therefore we change, we alter the bracha slightly in order to have such references. However, if those references were not made, the tefillah is nonetheless a perfectly valid tefillah. The position of the Rishonim who argue on the Rav could be explained uh, based on the same model. In other words, according to the Rav the additions of Aseret Shmei are not integral to the bracha. It's, uh, you just have, simply have to add a reference to Malchus and to Mishpat. However, according to the other Rishonim, these additions were integrated into becoming an integral part of the bracha itself. In other words, the conclusion of the bracha itself was changed from Hakel HaKadosh to HaMelech HaKadosh. The conclusion of the bracha itself was altered from Melech HaEitzak HaOmishpat to HaMelech HaMishpat. And therefore, over here, even though we're dealing with a day in which doesn't have a Kabbal Mosav, a day which doesn't have Kedusha Hayom, nevertheless, in, in this particular case, the text of the bracha itself was changed. As a matter of fact, Tosos, who also of, are, are of this opinion, that if one made a mistake and did not conclude HaMelech HaKadosh or HaMelech HaMishpat, they also bring a shita that even if one neglected to mention Zachreinu L'chaim or Ksav L'chaim Tovim Kobanevi Secha B'Sefer Chaim even these additions are included in the klal of Kol HaMeshanem Matbea Shetavu Chachamem Mubrachos Lo Yatzeidei Chavaso Anybody who devi- deviates from the bracha the way they were established by Chazal the wording of the bracha which Chazal established did not fulfill his requirement. In other words, Tosos views the lack of HaMelech HaKadosh or HaMelech HaMishpat as being a deviation from the form of the bracha that was established by Chazal. Apparently, Tosos are even willing to entertain the possibility quoted by the Rach that this is true regarding Zechreinu L'chaim as well. Even though Zechreinu L'chaim appears nowhere in the Gemara, nevertheless, since it was integrated into the text of the bracha, therefore it applies there as well. Certainly, most Rishonim argue and say Zachreinu L'chaim is simply a sentence that was added, an external sentence that was added to the bracha later on. However, HaMelech HaKadosh is the bracha itself, is the concluding bracha of the bracha of Kedusha. 
the bracha of Shoftenu, the concluding bracha, is HaMelech HaMishpat. The text of the bracha itself was changed. And therefore, it's not some kind of an external reference to Mishpat or to Malchus that's suitable for this period, that's compatible for this period, but rather, the, the bracha itself, the text of the bracha itself was changed. Once the text of the bracha was changed, then all of a sudden we fall into the trap of or alternately the bracha itself the cha- these were instituted into becoming part of the bracha itself if the bracha was not said in its proper way then clearly the tefillah was not was not fulfilled the mitzvah of tefillah was not fulfilled the mitzvah of tefillah requires that the brachas be said in their proper way if the brachas were not said the way Chazal established those brachas to be, to be recited, then one did not fulfill his requirement. The entire year, the brachas were established as being brachas of Akela Kadosh and Melech Ohetz Tekal Mishpat. On Aseret Mechuvah, Chazal created a different form of that bracha. For Akela Kadosh was replaced with HaMelech Kadosh, the bracha changed, and Melech Ohetz Tekal Mishpat was replaced with HaMelech HaMishpat. So according to this opinion, apparently these changes, these alterations of Farsayis Mechuvah are not external references to Malchus, to Mishpat, but rather it's, they were integrated into the bracha itself, they become part of the bracha. If they weren't recited, then one did not say the proper bracha for Farsayis Mechuvah. So in conclusion, the Machlokas between the Raviyah and between the other Rishonim, is that the other Rishonim see these, uh, the, the, these changes in the bracha as being a new takana of the way the bracha must be recited, and therefore the changes are part of the bracha itself. If one neglected to make these changes, then one did not recite the bracha properly. If one does not, did not recite the proper bracha properly, of course he has to repeat. However, according to the Rav Yah, since these days are days which lack Kedusha Sayom, as far as the day is concerned, it's a regular Yom Shalchol, we have to view the changes of Asher Yisrael not as a new takana of the way the bracha has to be recited, but rather as external references to Malchus and to Mishpat. Our difficulty will be in trying to explain the middle position, the position of Tamid Rabbeinu Yonah, which as I mentioned, there are ma paskin v'halacha. The distinction between Hamelach Hakarosh on, on the one hand and Melech and Hamelach Mishpat on the other hand. That as far as Hamelach Hakarosh is concerned, one has to repeat the Shmon Esrei. If one said Akela Karosh instead of Hamelach Hakarosh, one has to repeat. However, as far as Melech Mishpat is concerned, if one made a mistake and instead of saying Hamelach Mishpat, one said Melech Ohevstakal Mishpat, then he was Yotze Yedechova. He did fulfill his requirement. And the problem is obvious. Mimarovshach. If we view these changes as being integral to the bracha, this, the text of the bracha was changed. Chazal during our instituted a different matbeya of a bracha. Then there should, then in both cases, one did not fulfill his requirement. However, if we view the changes as not being a new takana for the 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 form of the bracha, for the text of the bracha, but rather we look at it as external references to Malchus and to Mishpat, then in both cases we should not require, uh, he, he fulfilled his requirement. 
and we should not require him to repeat in, 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 in the event that he made a mistake. How can we justify the position of Tamid Rabbeinu Yonah and Psak Halach of the Ramah that regarding HaMelech HaKadosh, if one made a mistake, he repeats the entire Shemona Esrei. However, regarding Melech HaKadosh, he doesn't have to repeat. In order to understand Tamid Rabbeinu Yonah, let's take a look at what he actually says. And I quote, Miu Nirin Hadvarim, after bringing the conflicting opinions that I mentioned before, he says, Miu Nirin Hadvarim, it appears, Sheim Amar Melech Oetztakal Mishpat, Ein Sarech Lachzor, Ho'il Umazkir Lashon Malchus, Avalim Eino Mazkir Lashon Malchus, Sarech Lachzor, Masha'en Kim Bishayim Osashana, Mipi Mori Aravniru. He quotes Rabbi Yon himself as distinguishing and saying that if one said Melech Oetztakal Mishpat, since he mentioned Malchus, therefore he doesn't have to repeat. As I mentioned, if some, somebody said, if the, if the Girsa was, and one made a mistake, then one does have to repeat, because he didn't mention Malchus. However, if one said, but he did mention Malchus, and therefore there's no necessity for him to repeat. However, if one said, instead of there was no mention of Malchus at all. And therefore, it's clear that one must, uh, must repeat, because there was no mention of Malchus at all when he said HaKel HaKadosh. It appears from the Shita of Rabbeinu Yonah that regarding our basic question, is it ex- an external reference, or is it a basic part of the bracha, he agrees that it's not a basic part of the bracha. It's only an external reference. And therefore, if one said Melech Oitz and he had to make some kind of a reference to Malchus, well, he made that reference, so everything is fine. On the other hand, by Akel Kadosh, he didn't make any reference to Malchus, and therefore he has to repeat. One has to make some kind of a reference to Malchus. If he said Melech Oitz that reference was made. If he said Akel Kadosh, that reference was not made. However, the problem is obvious. If it's an external reference, then why should it be Ma'akeb? Why should he not fulfill his requirement? The Shemona Esra he said that, that he said was perfectly fine. All that was missing was some kind of external reference. Shouldn't we adopt the position of the Raviyah and say that if it's an, only an external reference, that he fulfilled his requirement? In order to explain this position, I just want to point out that the Zagumara in Brachos Tafchav Tesmeral 29a that talks about somebody who didn't say Havdalah in Chonin Hadas on Motzei Shabbos. And it says that if one neglected to say Havdalah in Chonin Hadas, then he doesn't have to repeat because he has the option of saying Havdalah a la Kos. He can say Havdalah on, the kol, on a Kos Shabrach, on a cup of wine. The indication of that Brisa is that if one did not have any wine or if there was no possibility of saying Havdalah on wine, then one would have to repeat the Shemona Esrei because he neglected to say Havdalah. Now let me ask a very simple question. Is Havdalah an integral part of, of the Tefillah on Motzai Shabbos, of Marv on Motzai Shabbos, or not? It's clear that it's not an integral part because if one has an option of saying Havdalah on a cup of wine, one does not have to repeat the Shemona Esrei. Well, if it's not an integral part of the Shemona Esrei, why does one have to repeat the Shemona Esrei if one doesn't have a cup of wine or if there's no opportunity to say Havdalah on a cup of wine? Why, why should one repeat the Shemona Esrei? The Shemona Esrei is perfectly fine. What he was missing was Havdalah, not Shemona Esrei. The answer is, apparently, that sometimes the external reference that, references that we want to make are so important 
that we repeat the entire Shmon Esrei in order to make that reference. Havdalah is, is something very, very important. One must recite Havdalah on Motzei Shabbos. If the only opportunity for reciting Havdalah is during Shmona Esrei, then even if one fulfilled his requirement of tefillah and one was Yotzei Shmona Esrei, one should repeat the entire Shmona Esrei in order to have a context within which one can say Abdallah. One can say Abdallah in one of two contexts, either the context of tefillah or alakos, with a cup of wine. If one doesn't have a cup of wine, then the only legitimate context for Abdallah is tefillah. And therefore, we repeat the entire tefillah in order to say Abdallah. Not because the tefillah wasn't good. The tefillah was fine. You are yotz in the midst of tefillah. But because we need a context within which to say Abdallah, it's possible to repeat the entire tefillah to give us that context to say Abdallah. Of course, where one has wine, then one has an alternative context. One can say the, the Abdallah over the cup of wine. And therefore, it's not necessary to repeat the tefillah. But nevertheless... Basically, we see that it's possible that after one was fulfilled his mitzvah of tefillah, nevertheless, sometimes one repeats the tefillah in order to, to have a context for an external reference, if that reference is important enough. Alanisim is not an important enough reference. If one did not say thank you to Karsh Baruch for the nays of Purim or Hanukkah, one does not repeat the Shemona Esrei. Sometimes external references are not important enough. However, sometimes external references are so important that one repeats the entire Shemona essay in order to have a context to mention that reference. What Rabinion is saying is, yes, the, we are talking about an external reference of Malchus. One has to mention Malchus in the third bracha, one has to mention Malchus in the bracha of, of Shoftein. That reference is so important that if one neglected that reference, he repeats the entire Shemona essay. However, if one neglected to say Hamelach HaKadosh and instead HaKel HaKadosh, the reference is missing. He has to repeat this one as However, if one, instead of saying Hamelach HaMishpat, said Melech HaMishpat, Mishpat, then there was a reference to Malchus and therefore the Shemona Esrei need not be repeated. In other words, in conclusion, we ask the basic question. Is Hamelach HaMishpat and Hamelach HaKadosh are they external to tefillah? Are they external references to Malchus within the context of Mishpah, within the context of Kedusha? Or are they integrated into being a basic part of the bracha? If they're a basic part of the bracha, certainly we're going to take the conclusion of the Rishon that say one has to repeat. If they're external, it would seem that we should take the conclusion of the Balma Or and the Ravya that one need not repeat. The Rabbeinu Yonah takes the middle road. He says, yes, it's, it's an external reference. However, these references are so important during the Asayis Mechuva that one should repeat the entire Shemona Esrei in order to attain those references. If one said, HaKel HaKadosh, one has to repeat. He missed his opportunity of referring to Malchus within the context of the Brach of Kedusha. However, if one said, Melech Ohev Mishpat, even though optimally one should have said, HaMelech HaMishpat, nevertheless there was a reference to Malchus, and the Shmona Esrei need not be repeated.